0: Achieving success, being healthy and wealthy, and lifelong happiness is anyone's ultimate dream. In the grand scheme of things, self-doubt limits you from achieving great things. The path towards the zenith of success and controlling your life is at your hands. This is The Unlimited Influence. Reprogram your subconscious mind with Dr. David Snyder.
1: literally do three times more hands-on training than any other trainer out there. In fact, a lot of other trainers are starting to copy our training processes because it installs competency in you faster. At the end of the day, if you can't go out into the world from a training and put this stuff to work right away, we haven't done our job. The best way that I can ensure that that's happening for you is to make sure your ass is in seats where I can interact with you and observe uh, and you can get feedback from your peers as well as interacting. So um, that was a kind of a long drawn out answer to a very powerful and important question. Um, so if you did nothing else but join the mastermind, you would, you would be head and shoulders ahead of, of what's going on out there in the world, because most people, all they want to do is sell you a course and then kick you to the curb. I want to make sure that when you have that course, you own those skills, not just the course, right? So, um, let's see here. Any other questions? yeah you have uh claudia you have 90 days to put this information to work if you're not satisfied for whatever reason then you have a right to ask for a refund right um I, you know i just i just have to trust that people are ethical and honest and are not um you know signing up for a program downloading the materials and then oh well what happens a lot of time though is we usually allow people the opportunity to apply um, to apply the the balance towards an event or another product. If it's something that's a better fit for them. Stephanie is really good at making sure people get the help they need. And if it's a refund, it'll be a refund. If it's clarification on something, then you'll get that. If it's another product that was a better fit for you, we'll do that. We're very, very customer oriented in terms of making sure you've got what you need. Right. And if for some reason we can't do it, then yeah, we'll refund it. Not a problem. Okay. Uh, Let's see here. see. Mike. on. There's a list of information. How long does it take to process it all? Um, if you start with the step, Roger, it takes you a while. That's one of the reasons that um, we kind of gave you the fast start, stealth, instant hypnosis crash course. It'll give you the fast action stuff that you need to start going out and doing stuff right away. But you're going to want to take the time. You're going to want to start. You're going to want to actually begin with the, the, the training materials in the order I present them. Start with the killer influence, universal persuasion protocol, and then once you've got a handle on that, jump into uh, storytelling and metaphor, uh, conversational reframing and belief change, and then pre- presentation skills. If you're in a different situation, if there's a specific skill set that you need, maybe you have a background in NLP or hypnosis, and you know, you're good at that stuff, but you want to drill down on sleight of mouth, then start there. I always recommend people start it with the first thing we presented and then supplement the other materials in whatever order is is their preference. Okay. When we created the CPI system, which is all about linguistic processes, um, we designed it in such a way that once you had CPI level one or killer influence, you could do any of the modules in any order you wanted. So even though I, I gave you a recommended order, if your situation is such that you know, going from killer influence to CPI three to CPI four, and then back to CPI two is the optimal approach for you. That's fine. As long as you've got the basic CPI model, the universal persuasion protocol, you can do any of the other modules in any order you want. So if you've got something that really piques your interest and you want to jump right to that, make sure you've got your foundation and go to it. There's no, there's no law that says you can't. We designed it that way. Okay. Um, Okay, so let's see here, David's talking to Stephanie. I just answered Laura's question. Can we use criteria and values for an audience we have yet to tap into? Yes, you can, but you have to do your intelligence gathering first. You have to know as much about that audience as possible. Now, that being said, if you go back and you watch some of my early, early YouTube videos, You'll see me tapping into criteria and it's very subtle. You've got to, you've got to really look for it. Um, you'll, you'll hear me tapping into people's criteria and values. I don't know them from Adam there. I've never seen any of these people before. Uh, they have no history with me at all. They've never seen me on YouTube. When I first created a lot of the videos you see on YouTube, I didn't have a YouTube channel. And so uh, the early videos are really, really powerful. Because you get to see me in my early phases when I, when I didn't have 157,000 subscribers on YouTube and what actually built those people and how I, I was able to connect with them. A lot of the skills that you see me demonstrating or doing in the delivery of the, that information, we teach in, in the various CPI levels. Um, but if you go back looking for it and knowing what to look for, then you'll see things that the, the average person won't see. Uh, let's see here. Um, What about resistance to storytelling? Um, Roger, I don't know what you mean by resistance to storytelling. Uh, so if you can clarify the question, I'll, give, I'll try to give it a better answer. But I will tell you uh, right up front that storytelling is one of the few methods, especially if you understand omega stories. Storytelling is one of the few persuasion devices that actually dissolves and bypasses resistance. Storytelling when done properly is never never perceived as a direct tool, a direct attempt to influence people. That's one of the reasons why it's so powerful. And people are hardwired neurologically, as well as culturally, to be to go into trance in the presence of a story. There are studies that literally show that when a person is telling a story to another person, the listener's brain automatically starts to entrain with the brainwaves of the t- of the storyteller. First they start out a little behind, then they pick then they keep pace, and then they actually start to move ahead. In other words, what happens is they become so entrained, they actually start to be able to predict what the storyteller is going to say next. That is a neurological phenomenon that happens anytime you you create a context that implies a story. So there, and and story the story work deserves its own treatment. OK, I integrate it with a lot of other things, but by and of itself, you can make a career just on learning how to tell powerful stories. You could generate millions of very high level public speakers and politicians are doing this all the time. OK, so I hope that answers the question. Uh, what if the audience doesn't believe you Then you haven't done your work properly? You haven't created, you haven't controlled your state, you haven't gotten rapport, you haven't paid attention to what they need. You haven't demonstrated authenticity and authority in their world in such a way that they understand that you know them. You understand their world, okay? There's no such thing as 100%, but storytelling is probably um, one of the most ridiculous. I didn't want to believe how powerful storytelling was. Uh, when I first started studying it, and then the deeper I got into it, uh, the more I realized just, when Vandal wanted to nuke an entire audience, he would just tell story within story within story, and people would have massive amnesia. There's a lot of things you can do with story work. Okay? Uh, but again, don't believe me, test it. Put it to work and see what happens. Right. But when he, going back to Roger's question, though, um, one of the things, and we cover this actually in CPI-4 is how do you make an audience believe you? Well, the first and foremost is, there's two aspects to that, who you are and who they are. Your audience must be able to identify with you. Your audience has to believe, at some level, that you're just like them, that you understand their world. The flip side of that is you, as a presenter, have to demonstrate vulnerability and authenticity to your, your audience in such a way that they they receive the impression that you understand them. But you also have to convey that you have a solution to where they're at that they don't have yet. So it's this this whole and the principle is called identification. And identification is one of the single most important human influence principles that exist. And the faster you can create it, the more deeply an audience will believe pretty much whatever you say. And there are some really powerful, powerful presenters out there who know very, very well how to engineer authenticity. Uh, and we cover that in both um, – we covered a little bit in CPI-2, and we cover it very, very in-depth in, in CPI-4, which is the hypnotic presentation skills, both of which are included in your human influence package. So um, it's it's important. making an audi- Getting an audience to believe you is absolutely critical. And I'm, I'm glad you brought it up. Because it's 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 an important thing and we do cover it in the course. It's not just enough to give people information. They have to be able to relate to you. They have to be able to identify with you. And if they do that, then they will much more readily um in in in, in what's the I'm, mean? They will put themselves in your narratives and act upon it as if it's actually them that's in it. identification number one model three I don't know I don't know what the, oh 3i model uh, identity identity is the number one model identity and identification are slight are related but slightly different uh, identity is who you are as a person what are your traits what are your qualities what is your own personal brand um, you what are your values what are your beliefs identification is a process that we learn to leverage because we understand who we are, we understand who our subject is, and we have to find the bridge that allows them to say, hey, they're just like me. And when you do that, now the bridge to communication, authenticity, and trust opens wider. So identity from the I3 model that you learn in, in Killer Influence is part of it. But then how do you bridge to that? Does that make sense, Laura? Okay, very good. Um, um, Roger says, but then they say you can say that, but I can't. I work as a sales... I don't understand the question, Roger. Uh, You know what what course you would really enjoy? Um, Roger would be Stealth Selling Secrets. If you want to swap out one of the... uh, one of the other courses for stealth selling secrets, you'll see a guy who comes from the pharmaceutical sales world um, and he thinks he's got sales dialed down. You'll see him, he'll see us use criterion values and uh, frame control to literally beat him into philosophical submission using the criterion value system. It's fun to watch. I co-taught that, that course um, with my, my good friend, uh, James Situ. That might be a very interesting course for you to watch. Uh, it's fun. That guy became such an, a zealot for the CPI system that he literally went out and started begging to teach that, that particular component when he came back for subsequent trainings. Every time we came back to it, he would literally jump up and down like Horshack from Welcome Back Cotter saying, oh, let me teach this. Can I please teach this? And he would sell people their own pen. Right? Um, lots of cool stuff about that. So, um, but again, test it. If it works for you, keep it. If it doesn't, If it doesn't work for you, chuck it. That's all. Right. Laura wants me to tell a story about training in Israel. Um, if I tell that story, we'll never get to the to more content. But I can tell it to you if you want. Uh, does anybody does anybody want to hear that story? If you want to if you want to hear the story, I'll tell it. Type it in the chat. Okay. So the next court, the next Laura is all excited now. So the next the next thing we're going to cover is echo technique. Echo technique, regardless of regardless of its apparent simplicity, is one of the single most powerful influence tools on the planet. I said storytelling and metaphor were if you combine these things, you get a whole that's greater than the sum of the parts. Uh, tw- 2012, I was invited by Essence Security in Israel to conduct some corporate trainings. I was I was tasked to do three sets of trainings: a training for the VIPs, a training for the um, for the marketing people, marketing department, and the training for the R&D people. Because apparently the R&D people and the marketing people were not getting along very well. Apparently there was a breakdown in communication. The uh, the marketing people, the customer service department would receive uh, information requests from customers that they couldn't answer. They would go to the, the R&D division, and the R&D's division, uh, their answer to anything from the customer service department was read the manual right now I, I let me let me preface this and say right off right in front um i love the israeli people they opened their hearts to me they welcomed me with open arms they treated me literally like a king but i got to tell you they are the toughest fucking audience i have ever encountered every day was a battle with <laughs> these people <laughs> to get them to follow the instructions we had like um, five rows of chairs for the group they would come in as a group and they would all sit in the back three rows. And I would, I would ask them, could you all move to the front of the room? And they'd all look at me. They wouldn't move. And so I just looked at them, and I realized that, that they weren't going to go. So I said, well, you guys realize I always I always call on the people in the last row first. They got up as a group and moved to the front. Second day, they all come in. They're sitting at the back of the room again. Now they're on to me. The first joke doesn't work. So I literally had to have my assistants take the first two rows out, so now they're sitting in the front row. So we played games like this forever. At one point, the, uh, I was doing a training for the market or the uh, R&D people. Now, I don't know if you've ever worked with R&D people. They're professional smart guys, right? They have multiple PhDs, they're hyper-trained, and they don't have patience for anybody who isn't an R&D person, right? So I'm sitting there, and I'm talking about the echo technique, which is what we're about to go into. And one of these gentlemen is sitting in the front row, and he's just looking at me like this. Right? And I'm talking, and you can just see him getting more and more, I don't know, looked like he had gas or something, right? And he gets—he looks at me and he goes, I don't believe it. I go, you don't believe it? I don't believe it. I don't believe this will work. I say, you don't believe this will work? Because I'm talking about the echo technique, which is using a person's own words. And so for the next five, six, seven minutes, however long it was, everything this guy said, I said back to him. Right? And and he just kept going. And one of the things you'll discover when you start using the echo technique is that when they get their own words back, they neurologically become predisposed to talking more. This guy starts going off. And everything that comes out of his mouth, every time I have an opportunity, I'm giving it back to him. He didn't catch it. His friends around right next to him are catching it left and right. They're looking at him like, dude, what the? what the fuck right after about five or six minutes i i i I had i had made my point to the rest of the room he's completely oblivious and as gently and as politely and as humbly as i could i said sir i don't you probably have you realized yet that i've just been using your very own words back at you for the last six or seven minutes and he looked at me like what he looked at his friend to his left, and his friend goes, <laughs> and he looked at his friend to his right, and then his friend goes. <laughs> now, I don't know if you've ever seen the old Yosemite Sam or Bugs Bunny commercials where Yosemite Sam uh, drinks way too much hot sauce, and you see the fire just rising up like a thermometer and steam flows out of his ears. That was this guy. He gets beet red. I mean beet red. If, there were, if steam could have flowed out of his ears, it would have. He looks at me. He gets this defeated look on his face. And he says, are we really so stupid? And I looked at him. I said, no, sir. No, you're not stupid. You're selfish. Every human nervous system on the planet is selfish. It's moving through the world looking for itself. It's like sonar or radar. Sonar radar, when it's in use, it sends out little pulses, little pings, so to speak. And when that ping encounters an object, it bounces back. And the sonar or the radar interprets that reflection. Every human being on the planet is moving through the world, pinging everyone else around them. And when the information comes back, The first thing it does is compare what came back to that checklist we talked about at the beginning of our webinar. You guys remember when I had you write down the things that were important to you? You guys remember that? Remember this. For every single thing a person could desire, there's a checklist. That checklist generates a feeling. We give that feeling a name. And we treat that name as if it's the holy grail of what's the, the gold standard of our world. Okay? Now, your neurology is looking for itself. You heard me mention, I think it was uh, Tracy was asking earlier um, about I3 identity versus identification. What you're seeing now, what we're, we're segueing into now, is the identification principle on a neurological level. Human, NLP says that human beings don't are not in touch with reality. Human beings have an experience. They create a recording of that experience. And then that recording is edited in various ways until it creates not the way the world is in our minds, but the way the world is supposed to be. And then every time we communicate, The intention of what we want to communicate, the information that we want to communicate passes through that distorted filter, and it comes out as words. When a person gets their very own words back to them, those words go into that nervous system as a perfect key-to-lock fit between what they meant and what they got back. And when that happens, the neurology goes into a very profound orientation state. In other words, people, there's, a, I don't know if you're familiar with a term called an OODA loop or an OODA loop. Observe, orient, decide, act. We're pinging the world. Something comes back that we recognize, we orient on it. Now we're paying attention to it consciously. And the more of our words we get back, the more our neurology is literally forced to pay attention. And so the way that you bind people to criterion values is with the words that just came out of their mouth. Now, criterion values licitation is, goes directly to that emotional driver. Echo technique indirectly goes to that emotional driver. When you combine them, you get a whole that's greater than the sum of the parts. Okay. Um, hopefully the replay will not be quite so choppy. I apologize for any instability that the Internet might be having. But the most powerful thing that you can do, the most powerful words any human being can hear at any given moment. Are the words that just came out of their mouth. Okay. Is everybody clear on that? Does everybody understand that? Good. You hate when they make a statement and they repeat it. Okay. It's okay. Some people do. When you do that, all you got to do is repeat the first couple of words they said or the last few words that they said. The, the problem with people who, who, who hate what other people say without intention is that they don't do it congruently. They don't do it from the place of a sincere desire to interact with people. And that's, that's the one thing that will flag you. You see, the, the, you know there are exceptions to every rule. Nobody is 100%. But I've, if you go, and, and, I, and don't believe me, go to my YouTube channel, and especially like um, videos from about 2016, probably through about 2017, 2018, 2019, um, when I'm teaching influence, one of the first things that I teach is the echo technique. And the first thing I tell people is the most powerful words a human being can use are the ones that just came out of their mouth. And then I pick on somebody in the audience who doesn't, who I just told them what I was going to do. And I'm using it on them, and everyone around them hears me doing it. But the person I'm doing it with is completely oblivious, right? Um, TJ Zebo, one of my associates, tells a funny story. First time he came to train with me and learned the echo technique, he was like, What? No way. No way. And so he took this technique and he had this girl he'd been seeing for a while. She'd known, they'd known each other for about 10 years. She, he ran over to her house and uh, she goes, Hey, how you doing? He goes, Hey, I I learned this amazing technique uh, and I I, want to tell you all about it. But before we do, tell me about your day. And so she starts telling him about her day and every other time, every chance he gets, he gives her very own words back to her. Right. (laughs) And about 15 minutes into the conversation, her friend, his friend looks at her, or her, she looks at him, was a female, who's known him for 10 years, so I should set that. She goes, when are you going to tell me about this, this, uh, this cool technique you learned? He goes, "He goes, in a minute, minute, I'm really enjoying our conversation, tell me more about your day. And for another 10 or 15 minutes, all he does is echo words back. And she's going off and off, and she's talking and talking and talking, about 30 minutes into the conversation. She goes, what are you going to tell me about this technique? Why do you keep putting me off? He goes, in a minute, in a minute, I, I'm really excited, I'm really enjoying this conversation. Tell me about your day. 15 minutes more goes by, 45 minutes into this conversation, he can't take it anymore. He busts out laughing. She looks at him like, What? What's this about? He goes, you Remember that fifth that, te- that technique I told you about? She goes, Yeah, when are you gonna share it with me? He goes, I've been using it on you for the last 45 minutes. And she goes, what? No. And he goes back and forth. He goes, You have not been using it on me for the last forty minutes. I've been using it on you for the last 45 minutes. No, you haven't. I know you don't think I haven't, but I have. And after about five or 10 minutes, he convinced her finally. She still didn't quite believe, it, I think. And then he, he pulls her aside and he says, quick question. How do you feel? about the conversation we've just had. And she looks at him and she says, you know, I think this is possibly the best conversation we've ever had. Now, she's known him for 10 years. If anybody was gonna catch him, it was gonna be her. Here's the takeaway before we get into the nuts and bolts. And it's really very, very simple. The most powerful words any human being can hear at any given moment are the ones that just came out of their mouth, okay? The most important piece about delivering those words is the understanding that it is not a trick, the understanding that it's not a tactic. It comes from the understanding that echo technique at its foundation is the single most desirable form of communication to the human nervous system. It embodies, it, 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 in a very powerful and very realistic way, the way the neurology wants to be communicated with. Okay. It generates a tremendous, even when it's negative shit you're talking about. It creates alliance on a neurological, emotional, and cortical level, a neocortical level because the words coming back to a person are a perfect fit for their internal map of the world. And it goes indirectly, but fluidly and without misunderstanding to their emotional hot buttons or emotional criteria and values, okay? There are many ways to use the Echo Technique without sounding like you're using the Echo Technique. We cover those in depth in the Killer Influence proof, in the Killer Influence Training, which is the 17 video course. Uh, that we talk about we also cover it in our masterminds certain key things that make these lubricate these things so the idea is avoid thinking of echo technique as a trick avoid thinking of it as a way to pull something over on people instead come from the place of understanding that the echo technique is the most honest direct And pleasurable form of communication a human being can experience. Okay, when things go south in a conversation, when things start to go in a direction that you don't like, or you say something wrong, go back to echoing, and it'll put the it'll put control of the interaction back in your court. Okay, I'm gonna I have actually a small um, set of notes that uh, I put together on Echo Technique for you. I'm just gonna go through those really quickly. Uh, so I'm gonna share my screen, and I'm gonna come back. I'm gonna take any more questions about Echo Technique that you might have. Uh, we'll review the, uh, the offer once again, and then we'll see where that takes us. Uh, for those of you who have used the Echo Technique, if you have nimble fingers and wanna share some of your experiences uh, with those of you in the chat, um, feel free to do that, and right? I'm happy to do that. Mm-hmm. Um, Okay. Can you guys all see my screen? Okay, I need to put my chat back. Hold on. Where's my chat? Okay. Yeah, um, it, it works, guys. It works on me. The echo technique works on me. I've had students use it on me, and sometimes I catch it. Many times I don't. Uh, I'll give you guys a little, a little hack. It also works on Google, because Google was created by humans, right? So Google is moving through the world searching for itself. So if you want to hack YouTube or you want to hack um, Google. Search engine rankings. If you look at what Google likes and copy it um, to a certain degree, you can get very similar results on your web pages. Uh, have to be careful not to do duplicate content, but if you copy the structure of what's done, um, it, it works really, really well. Yeah, I use this more on YouTube than I do on Google, um, and I, I actually, I actually teach that in CPI four. how to to do meetups and online events and things like that. So CPI-4, the hypnotic presentation skills class for a lot of you, especially now, is probably going to be a very important course to have. So can you guys guys can see my screen okay? Um, I like to call this how to get maximum attention in minimum time, the echo technique. The most powerful way for human beings to communicate. Why? Because it literally forces a person's neurology to pay attention to you. A person cannot resist their own words, even if it's annoying them. The very fact that they're being annoyed means they're paying attention to you, right? By and large, if it's used ethically and congruently, what I mean by that is by from a sincere desire to communicate and connect, then there's nothing to catch. Because if somebody asks you, why are you, why are you just saying my words back to me? your response is literally because I want to understand you better and I want to make sure that you understand that I understand you better. Is that okay? Now only an asshole is going to say no, right? What many people do in lieu of using a person's exact words is they try to paraphrase or they try to replace words. NLP makes their their students do this. I recommend that you do not. This particular process has been field tested in everything from seduction to hostage negotiation, to psychotherapy. And it works in every single field, arena of engagement. It never, it works in texts. It works in chats. It works over the phone. It works in letters. It works in homework. (laughs) Believe it or not, I use this during my doctorate program. I actually use this uh, to get really good grades on uh, certain types of reports that I had to do. Any time I could find an example of the instructor's own writing all I did was copy the structure of it and I would get an A right Any anytime I deviated from the formula I ran the risk of getting a less grade um, because academics are amazingly rigid in in how they go through data much much more so than in real world applications so, Uh, Like I said, I've tested this in a lot of different places, but don't believe me. Just find people out in the normal world, find humans in their natural habitat, and echo their words and watch what happens, okay? Um, This also eliminates the problem of making small talk and boring conversation, and here's why. When you echo somebody's words, it stimulates them emotionally. They feel heard, they feel understood, They feel a sense of validation that what they said was okay and acceptable to you. And they want to make sure you get it all. They want to make sure you get it right. And so these people will start to talk more. And that's a good thing for you. Because one of the biggest problems that people have in conversation is the art of small talk and keeping the conversation going. Every human being's favorite topic on the planet is themselves. The more they talk about themselves, the happier they tend to be. This stimulates self-disclosure. It causes them to give you more and more information, and it's about their favorite topic themselves. So the longer they talk, the better you look. The more open and you become the most fascinating person in their life. I used to believe that the most important words was their name, but using their name too much can come across as patronizing because it's the same word repeated over and over and over again. So while their name is important, it doesn't have the same leverage that their words do. Okay, I would still use their names. Their names are important, but their names are important because it's about them. When a person gets their own words about them, it becomes about them at a deeper level. Right. so using, overusing a NAND can flag you faster than overusing their their, their normal conversational words. But that's a great question. I don't get asked that one very often. Um, it'll prime your target to keep talking and give you more and more information about themselves at the same time. Uh, in our last webinar, we, we, we did a deep dive into the Three Magic Questions protocol, which is an extension and an expansion on this ECHO technique concept. Um, and we taught you how to use the Three Magic Questions Protocol to take their self-disclosure and use it as a way to simultaneously generate attraction and gather data that allows you to make a decision as to where to put these people in terms of their relationship to you. Are they in the hell no category Are in the uh, good friendship material category, the uh, okay, acquaintance category, or the hell no category, Right. It, um, when you do three magic questions protocol in combination with the echo technique, you will simultaneously generate attraction and connection and trust faster, usually in as little as 20 minutes, while at the same time gathering enough information to make an informed decision as to whether to continue the interaction, deepen it, or eject. Okay. It was originally designed as a conversational attraction device for women to use on men so that they could sort out the losers from the keepers in one date or less, and so uh, and it's very powerful. We modified it a little bit, so either gender could use it in, with either gender in pretty much any situation in, uh, besides a dating context. So it's very powerful, but it begins with a, with an understanding of the echo technique. Okay, the longer they talk, the more connected to you they become. Question: Laura says, "How do you do that and install an independence in the students?" I don't understand that question, mark. Can you rephrase it or clarify it for me? Uh, it'll cause your listener to feel heard, understood, and accepted. In pickup and seduction uh, parlance, we call this validation. Human beings are validation-seeking machines. They will orient and gravitate to people who validate their sense of self, their identity, their social status, yada, yada, yada. Using the echo technique properly generates a feeling of validation and acceptance in the other person, a feeling that they are desperate and hungry for, and they will move heaven and earth to keep it. Uh, and Nan is asking Is it possible to practice and use these influence techniques remotely, not face to face? Okay, I need you to clarify remotely. Are you talking remotely like through a video? Or a chat? Or are you talking remotely, as in like psychic work? Uh, Laura, I would combine I would combine the echo technique with criterion values and use hypnotic language to install and build up his own sense of ego and self determination. Use his words to guide him to the behaviors and the activities that allow him to take an action and accomplish something. And also be aware that he, this, this tactic he's using may also be a secondary game mechanism to get you to do shit for him. Just because you're using this technique with somebody doesn't change their character. It just changes how they feel about you. Okay. You can use it to change character and behavior if you have those techniques, but this is a connection validation seeking and amplifying mechanism, okay? Um, This is where it gets really cool, in the last part of this. The echo technique matches every single internal filter a person has. So if you remember the uh, the CPI model, the universal persuasion protocol, where I talked about uh, controlling your state, getting rapport, using your language, um, managing their state, jumping into their process, and bonding to their criterion values. Five out of – the echo technique satisfies five of the six steps. It will, de- it will deepen rapport. It will, it will bridge between that rapport and what's most important to that person, allowing you to manage their state it will automatically match every single internal process that they have for making the decision you want them to make. NLP isolates anywhere between three and five unique structures that govern how our thoughts are processed. There's a VAK sequence, in other words, a visual auditory kinesthetical factory part of the brain, uh, a firing sequence that the brain goes through. The echo technique matches it perfectly. We have metaprograms, which are uh, ways of filtering information and processing information that are context-free. Echotechnique matches it perfectly. You have criteria and values. Echo technique matches it perfectly. You have uh, strategies. Echo technique matches it perfectly. Uh, people have a preferred modality. In other words, they have one particular sense that they use more than others, like their visuals or auditory or kinesthetics. And uh, echo technique matches it perfectly. And they have convincer strategies, strategies that let them know uh, it's that allows their neurology to accept a command or process as being true and literal for them. Echo technique matches their their process perfectly. And you don't have to do anything weird. You don't have to think about it. All you got to do is give their words back to them in a congruent way. You don't have to modify tonality, you don't have to change volume, you don't have to do any of the weird things that NLP says you need to do. All you gotta do is give them their words back and all of those mechanisms are activated. If you can, match their tonality, match the speed at which they talk, match their volume, then these things become stronger. But you don't need to. Their words are enough. You don't even need to use all their words. If you can't, if people talk in long strings of verbiage, the only thing you have to remember is the first couple of things they said and the last couple of things they said. Use those it'll work perfectly. Another one of the byproducts of, of using Echo Technique is you get your, your memory improves. You get the ability to learn longer and longer strings of dialogue and information. And by definition, because you can remember it, you can now analyze it, which means you can mine it for additional hot words or hot buttons or emotional triggers and utilize those in your dialogue to make the communication with that person even more powerful and fulfilling. I have not found a single language pattern, a single linguistic technique that is as simple to use and as pervasively powerful as the echo technique. And I don't want you to believe me if you're new to this. Just go out into the world and start using it. Okay? Now, if you're using it on people who can't escape, like bartenders or waitresses or waiters, uh, be a little bit more respectful, okay? Because what will happen many times is that you will become so fascinating to that waiter or waitress that they they will spend all of their time with you and ignore their other customers, which could get them in trouble, okay? It will also sometimes get you a lot of cool free stuff you didn't ask for free desserts, free drinks, whatever. So what I recommend to all of my students, and I I challenge you to adopt this for yourself, is adopt the echo technique as your go-to method of communicating with anyone you meet. Don't think of it as a technique. Think of it as a way of life. And people will just orient on you they will gravitate to you they will want to spend more time with you and after a while they'll just start giving you stuff. They, they will just start giving you stuff. And is the, you know the, the, the concept of ethics comes up and Brian was good to, to kind of throw that out there. It is possible to use this echo technique unethically. We don't advocate that. We don't think it's ever necessary to lie to cheat to steal, to resort to any of those those manipulative methods to get what you want. All you got to do is find out what other people want, link it to what you want, and people will do what you want them to do out of default. Um, It is possible to do this remotely in a psychic sense, but you need other skill sets to go with it, okay? Um, Zig Ziglar said, you can get anything in life that you want if you just help enough other people get what they want. The problem was is that he he had the right idea, but in most cases not a more not as precise a tool, or understanding, as we're giving you. It is the same concept, absolutely. Zig was amazing, but this whole idea of um, active listening, of paraphrasing, of word substitution that a lot of trainers are, are still doing, um, is simply not the case. It's not actually the the most effective way. Hostage negotiators for decades have known they know this that a person's exact words are the best words to use. Okay. It doesn't get any more stressful or fluid than hostage negotiation. Right? Now I didn't develop my technique from hostage negotiation. I developed it from a different a different application. But when I found the the, the reports from the hostage negotiation field they dovetailed perfectly with the systems we developed. So we integrated it. So, whether you're doing David Grove's clean language, whether you're using my echo technique, you're using Chris, uh, Chris Voss's um, tactical mirrors, as he calls them, um, it's the same concept. And it goes right to the identification principle. Human beings are moving through the world searching for themselves. To the degree that they see themselves or hear themselves in you, is the degree that they bond with you, that they trust you, that they give credibility and authenticity to the words coming out of your mouth. Okay. Uh, I'll give you one last thing, and then I'll, we'll review the offer one more time, and then we'll, we'll call it for today. First of all, thank you all for, for dealing with our technical snafus. I know it wasn't easy. Okay? Uh, if you know, this goes to ethics. If you know, let me go back to... Uh, this. If you knew that the echo technique was the single most desirable, ethical, authentic, powerful way to communicate with another human being, that it gave them the exact feelings they most wanted in the exact way that they wanted to have it, and you you deliberately chose not to use it, who's the asshole now? Move through the world, giving everyone you meet the gift of validation, the gift of feeling understood, the gift of recognizing that they've been understood. And they will move heaven and earth to deepen those relationships with you. And it really doesn't matter if it's in the bar room, the classroom, the mediation room, the sales room, the bedroom. Be the reflection of the people that they want to see. Avoid projecting yourself onto other people and making them wrong for not doing it the way you do it. And life will be the path to your door, okay? But again, don't take my word for it. Just go out and use it and prove it to yourself. Just prove it to yourself. Any questions before I review the offer and give you guys a last chance to jump? Anand is asking about influencing in a psychic way. The optimal training program for you and Anand would be to start with uh, killer influence and then jump into vibrational influence one, which is remote influence and remote viewing skills. Uh, If you have an interest in healing, then you might want to take vibrational influence level two, which has a focus on distance and remote healing. Um, And then we have a vibrational influence class coming up uh, next week, which is all about law of attraction and manifestation. So uh, we have a few seats left for that. That's a virtual training. So it's live online just like this. If you're interested in that seat, check in with Stephanie, and uh, she'll be happy to give you information on that. Uh, Brian is asking, am I familiar with Robert Greene? Yes, I have a huge amount of his stuff. I have Art of Seduction. I have Mastery. I have 48 Laws of Power. Uh, The other one you want to get is um, 48 laws Laws of Human Nature. That is an amazing book. If you don't have it, you need to get it. Um, What do you say again if they catch you in repeating their words? If they catch me repeating their words, I say, well, I just want to understand you better. I want to make sure that I I get it right. Is that okay? Who's going to say no? Who's going to say no? I don't want you to understand me better. Right? And if they do, if they do, flags should go up. Life should go up because if you're delivering the echo technique from a sincere desire to connect and understand which you should be and they and they and they respond that way that tells you about them and then you have to modify what you do we don't create systems for the exceptions first we create systems for what is most likely to happen to you what you're most likely to encounter because if you sort for the exceptions first, you'll spend all of your time reinventing the wheel. Every human being is a unique precious snowflake. They're all different, but not that much. And that's the thing you need to process. When you you have a system that you can apply, it frees up bandwidth to deal with the exceptions that prove the rule, okay? Nothing in the world of human influence is 100%, but this comes close, comes really close. Yeah, laws of human nature was really powerful. In fact, uh, our, our killer influence program coming up in uh, July is on counter manipulation and social self defense techniques, psychological self defense. And a lot of the material on narcissists, um, frenemies, and, and stuff was drawn from the profiles in Robert Greene's book, among others. Uh, but if you're interested in protecting yourself from social predators, narcissists, uh, sociopaths, dark triads, Machiavellians—things of that nature—you uh, might want to consider jumping into the Killer Influence Training we got coming up uh, in July, because we're going to be focusing and drilling down on how to use these skills for social self-defense. And again, you can reach out to Stephanie with that. Um, they might get hurt sometimes when we use their words. Hasn't been—it uh, really depends on what your intention is, Neha. The words their words will affect them more viscerally than probably anything else. But the, the mode in which it's delivered the energy that you wrap around it will color how they process it. So if you mean it in a violent vindictive petty way, then it'll be processed that way and it'll have significant effect. If you use their words from a spirit of commiseration or alliance of support, then their words will actually create an emotional alliance and alignment with you and them that can go a long way in in, in influencing them to a different way of thinking about the situation. Yeah, Diane said, no one's ever noticed it. Yeah, they do. They just keep talking. And that's good because the longer they talk, the more connected to you they become. Whether they become uh, sexually or romantically attracted, there's a couple of other ingredients that you need to leverage that up or ratchet that up. Um, We talk about those in the CPI and Killer Influence programs. It can't happen with just the echo technique. It doesn't usually, the echo technique usually just leads to a deeper level of trust and connection, um, moving into attraction, Um, but if you have a couple other things like social status and vibing down, then it can move very, very rapidly, or three magic questions, it can move very, very rapidly into attraction, and that's what you want. Yeah, if you're interested in those courses, uh, and then we're going to go deep dive into some stuff that isn't normally talked about. I'm going to teach you how to do it, how to spot it, and how to defend yourself against it. All right. All right. So uh, last time, I'm going to share the screen. So once again, uh, this is the last call for those of you who are um, or on the fence and, and wonder one of those last VIP tickets. Uh, Our Secrets of Human Influence uh, Home Study Course, our Ultra Persuasion Training Package, includes 17 videos, the seven-stage universal persuasion protocol, valued at $2,079. Forbidden Secrets of Human Influence, uh, Killer Influence Home Study Manual, $418 value. Uh, The three-month trial membership to the NLP Power Mastermind Mentoring Program is priceless, plus the 10 years of archived video footage that you can just binge watch to your heart's content. Uh, bonus video, weapons of mass instruction, scientific and seductive storytelling secrets recorded live, $1,950 value. Uh, bonus number two, objection obliteration, renegade reframing on the art of conversational belief change. This is a fun course. $1,950 value, years free. Bonus, hypnotic presentation skills, charisma and conversion on command, valued at $1,950. The Fast Action Stealth Instant Conversational Hypnosis Crash Course valued at uh, $997, and of course, the free VIP ticket to any single live event in our 2020-2021 calendar. This is especially important if you live in like the the United Kingdom or the European Union, where the prices for our events are always in pounds sterling or in euros. Um, If you have one of these VIP tickets, you get in at an even deeper discount because those exchange rates are often much higher and when we do events in Europe, we use um, we use the local currency to price our events, not dollars. When we go to Australia, we use American dollars because we take a major loss. Uh, so if you have one of those VIP tickets, you save a huge amount of money, both in terms of the actual cost of the event itself and the exchange rates. So if you're on the fence, um, you might want to consider that as part of, of the uh, your influence or your, your pros list as you decide on that total value, $11,294. All you need to do to grab that is go to www.killerinfluence.com forward slash go. Uh, once again, that's www.killerinfluence.com forward slash go. What I'd like to do now is I'm just going to go ahead and take any last minute questions before I send you off into the ether. Uh, Or not, can't see my, can't see my chat. Where'd my chat go? There. is that it? No, that's not it. David, I just, this Stephanie. I just wanted to jump in and say that um, Brandon is working on sending out those uh, welcome emails. You'll get it from him. Okay. If you don't see it, check it, check your spam, but they are being done manually. So it takes a little bit of time. So be patient, we, we got your order. We appreciate um, your enthusiasm and your patience for this process. My administrative goddess Stephanie is always behind the scenes, making sure you get the best possible customer service and you get the products you need. Brandon and Henry, the team at Jet Webinar, in spite of all the snafus, they're always working hard to to try and make your viewing experience the smoothest possible. Doesn't always go the way we planned, um, but I appreciate their efforts and I know they work hard and. Uh, so my thanks to them and my loyalty to them because they helped. Uh, it, it, honestly, if it wasn't for a lot of um, what they did five or six years ago, we wouldn't be here now. So um, they're a big part of our team, and I just want to recognize them for their help in this process. Uh, let me go ahead and – where did my – where did my screen go? Uh, Let me shop, I'm going to stop sharing my screen. <laughs> okay. Um, okay. Uh, again, W I'm going to type that link in the chat. One more time, HTTP colon backslash www dot uh, I'm going to type that right forward slash go Killerinfluence.com forward slash go. Thank you all for hanging out. I love you all. Look forward to the next time we get together. I hope it's live. I hope we get to see each other live and in person and and uh, and have and go back to the way we do things, rocking worlds, taking names. This is David Snyder, over and out. God bless.
0: Thank you for listening to The Unlimited Influence. Reprogram your subconscious mind with Dr. David Snyder. Stay updated by visiting at www.davidsnidernlp.com and follow social media accounts. If you want to reprogram your subconscious mind, don't hesitate to call me at 858-282-4663 and we can talk more about what your mind has to offer.